So moving on from discussing Peacemaker, I'm um, going to be discussing Book of Boba Fett. Um, so this is episode three, uh, chapter three, um, as they name it in the series of good old Boba Fett. Um, in this series, um, we kind of see a little bit more of, um, you know, kind of explain the story, you know, kind of get into some more things here. Um, I will still say that. Mm-hmm. Even with this episode three, I'm not still sold on the series, um, and mm-hmm. it only has four episodes left, um, and it kind of hasn't won me over all that much yet. Uh, how do you kind of feel about it? I'm right there with you. I said it before with uh, with Nick was here. Uh, I'm like, I was looking at my watch, like, all right, what are you trying to tell me? What's what's the point? You you devi- deviated from what lore that I do know and the lore of his kind of character, and he's gonna I'm gonna take over the Hut's territory. Why? What, why you're a brownie hunter? Why do you care? And even before you had other reasons when you met the Mandalorians and you and you helped because of the Mandalorian War and you know what it's like to kind of lose family and you're trying to figure this stuff out. That makes sense. I understand where your character's coming from in that range because of his culture and stuff that is explored. All right, you met Sand People. <laughs> Look where that led to. Now that that's over, backstory's over. Glad to know that didn't mean anything. Uh, it's just. I don't know what the point of this is. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, with the crimeless stuff, it's like, so the Huts, they come back in this episode, the uh, mm. cousin Huts, um, they hear, it's like, okay, I don't know if, you know, they're maybe going to come back later and they're going to be this big threat later on and they're going to face off against him. Um, but the whole thing of him being a crime lord, it's like, like you said, what, what I asked this question last when we talked about episode two is what's really the point of him doing this? You know, why does he really want to do it? Um, why does he really want to be the leader here um, in this situation? Um, and I just kind of, I just don't understand that as of yet. The backstory stuff of him learning this whole other culture with the Tusken Raiders, we talked about it also last episode, and I kind of like that stuff, the flashback stuff. I think the, it, it's like you talked about before Dusk. It's like they're trying to do two different series. Yeah. It's like they're trying to do all this this backstory stuff, but then also trying to do this other series as well with him being the crime lord. And it I just don't think it blends all that well together. Um and you know, there's still, you know, kind of st- and stuff to kind of appreciate. Um, but I think with this episode it kind of it's it follows kind of the other pattern a little bit of what we've seen from the past other episodes. Um, you know, this episode opens up with Steven Root in it, uh, where he kind of comes to him and does say what kind of has been in, on everybody's mind it's like well hey dude um yeah we know you're like in charge now but nobody really respects you in this position mm-hmm. uh because you haven't really flexed your authority here so it's like yeah i mean people that were protected under the old leadership is kind of they're falling by the wayside here because uh, you know you haven't really protected them and done your thing and you know again it's still you know i get he's trying to build his crew and trying to do his thing you know trying to trying to do it build his crew um but it's still just kind of the four of them and it's like i mentioned this before it's like why can't these other major forces just take him out you know and um steven root i mean steven root's always an amazing character actor 
um and, and all this stuff he does you know what i mean i mean he's been in tons of different stuff mostly oh, yeah the mike judd stuff i mean he was the voice of uh bill dotrieve in king of the hill uh oh, yeah. you know he was in the office space i mean he's been in tons of stuff i mean great great character actor um dodgeball but, yep dodgeball yeah he's been in yeah tons and tons of stuff um, and he's great here. Like, he's great in a lot of stuff he's in. And then, you know, so it sets him, you know, kind of off about, like, okay, trying to, you know, really trying to understand this territory. And it's just like with Tatooine, with The Mandalorian, and I'm going to try not to compare it too much with The Mandalorian, but with The Mandalorian, it was like seeing different locations, going to kind of right. different planets, him traveling, you know, him. Uh, 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 there was a goal there. It's like, okay, get Baby Yoda to his people. That was kind of the goal of this show and, and trying to do it. It's like, okay, you know, him setting up a shop in this Tatooine, which never has been the most interesting place. That was always a place that people no. just went to. Luke wanted to leave. Yeah, he's like, okay, it's, it's, it's a planet with two suns and it's desert and all this other stuff. It's like, man, get me the hell up out of here. I want to join the, the, the Empire. Fuck this. You know what I mean? He was ready to join the whole Empire. He's like, I'm trying to do anything to get out of here. And it's just a lot of stuff. It's just not this interesting locale to really explore all that much. I don't think here, um, or at least they don't make it that interesting. And with the stuff of him going like, okay, with Stephen Root coming and saying like, okay, well these people they stole from me, handle it, you know, you know, try to try to flex your authority here, show me that you know you're this big crime boss, and you know, you know, yeah. I can do something for you. And then you know he goes to try to do it, and then he does. Uh, Oh hey, what's going on there, hey man? Uh, hey, go to Vanny Spheres. Um, you said episode three was a misstep. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. No, I agree. Um, I kind of agree there, man. Um, thanks for showing up. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, with the stuff here, it's it's kind of he so he shows up and with these kind of punk biker gang people. Oh yeah. Um, which was very kind like, of what the heck? It was almost like something out of. Blade Runner, kind of. Yeah, I was like, cyber. You got cyberpunk mixed in my Star Wars. Yeah, I know that was kind of, sort of a like a wink and nod to George Lucas's uh, American Graffiti kind of days. Oh, that felt very American Graffiti. But yes. you're like, but that tone doesn't. These characters have these really nice bikes, but they couldn't afford anything else, so they put robotic limbs on the on themselves that looks really brand new. And took a lot of money, but they can't afford wages to buy water. And then they openly admit that they stole water. Yeah. Hey, thanks and for that. And they're right across from the guy that they stole it from. Yeah. Uh, thanks, by the way, for their redeem on the hydrate there, Devils That Game. Uh, thank you, man. My mouth was a little dry talking all this much. That's what happens doing Jeez. this podcast. Um, yeah, like you mentioned, the, uh, the people that were there... They stole right from the dude who's who's standing. They stand right from, right from. I'm like, uh, like you just. I mean, I don't know. You ain't got guys yourself that you can have like just knock these dudes. They're literally in front of your shop. They're literally right yeah. there. Um, and Boba Fett, he's coming to these these punk biker gang people, and it's a very. And I'm glad you mentioned American Graffiti. Thank you for mentioning that because maybe it was mm -hmm. a shout out to that. I didn't think about that. I think that's that's a very good analysis there. Um, something like that. And I know George Lucas. I mean, when people say like, um, "Well, why is this in Star Wars?" Especially when they drive their little Power Ranger uh, Vespas or whatever. Um, as Javon Good also mentioned, a lot of people called called uh, call them out as well when they saw this episode that like these colorful bikes they're riding. Um, yeah. First of all, that, I mean, colorful stuff is like that. It's it, it's like the prequels. You know what I mean? That like, stuff like that has been in in the Star Wars world before the fifties. 
Oh yeah, yeah. Um, it can. And the whole fifties aesthetic that was also in the prequels because of like when it goes to the fifties diner and I, I kind of I want to forget about that because that doesn't fit at all. Yeah, I mean, you know, they go to like the fifties diner and and Attack of the Clones and stuff like that. Um, and you know, with with that is. It, it, it just it's like not that it's colorful for me like that's the main sticking point some people right. it's just that it doesn't fit on this Tatooine planet right of this kind of it seems like this planet is a very destitute planet very mm-hmm. you know what i mean the rich are rich but the poor are very poor you right. know what i mean it's a clear huge imbalance there and this that's why there's all this crime and everything like mm-hmm. that there in this in this planet but their vehicles looked like the colors have been really desaturated and beat up and all these extra doodads were on old things that they're tr- that it looks like almost painted on crudely, mm-hmm. and they're trying to make it like this. Then I'd be like, oh, that's like a homage to that, and it, they're just trying to stand out. They're trying to put some amount of color in a really like saturated area like Tantooine. They're trying to stand out, mm-hmm. and if the machinery actually fits Star Wars machinery that it's supposedly set in that era, it'd be a lot more gritty. And more almost, uh, especially if they can't afford limbs that look like their body, they could, it would look a lot more almost cybernetic, a lot more, uh, yeah, just honestly just gritty, more mechanical. But all their stuff looks like cyberpunk cosplay. Mm -hmm. He has like a cyber eye with that big thing over his his head. I'm like, that doesn't, that's not, that's not what Star Wars, how you would have replaced that eye. It would have been a lot more clunkier if you're going to be that bad, or they just would have removed the eye entirely and not even bothered. Yeah, um, but, you know, with the stuff with the with the bikes, it's just like when they when Boba Fett, you know, he comes to them, and yeah. you know, he's trying to be a more peaceful guy, right? He's trying to be more like, okay, I'm not just going to come in and shoot and ask questions later, and yeah. I'm going to you know try to talk to these people. It's like, okay, why did you steal? And he's like, okay, but there's no work. And that's why we can't, you know, we're, we're stealing. Um, even though they got these nice looking ass bikes. I mean, it's, I like, know. These, these bikes look brand new. It's like, wow, I guess yeah. you must not be working. But how do you get these nice ass bikes like this? All shiny and nice yeah. colors. It's like, damn, I guess you spent a lot of yeah. time working on the bike then. Yeah. Um, and one of the, and the and the guy with the eye even makes a notice at the very end right, where they talk like, keep your eyes open. He's like, oh, sorry. He's like, no, it's all right. No, it's all right, mate. I played a lot of money for this eye. And you're like. Oh, so you paid a lot of money for your cybernetic implant, but not for water. Got it. Yeah. It's like maybe, I don't know, if you can afford to keep these bikes in nice condition and afford that new eye and maybe that. Like maybe, I don't know, maybe you could afford to get off planet maybe. and Yeah. You could have pulled a bunch of money and just left. There's yeah. ships that come and go. You could just leave. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Maybe I don't know. I don't. I don't know their financial situation, but it's just like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I it don't just know seems their like financial situation. I don't. I don't know. But maybe it's like maybe you could have left. I don't. I don't know. But um, mistakes were made. Yeah. Um. So you know, he he recruits them and things like that, pissing off Stephen Root. You know, because he's like, okay, fine. Here you go. His his half of what the water is worth. That you think it's worth. We're gonna give it to you, and then I'm gonna take this crew, and then everything like that. It's like. Hmm. You know, I, I get they're trying to. It's done almost in such a clunky way of the way they're trying to yeah. do. What he's building an organization, a crew um, yeah. of people, because to, to take on these threats that are eventually going to come from people that he's probably pissing off. It's almost like a video game type thing. Yeah, it really where you, does. Where you play like maybe Mass Effect, and it's like mm. okay, you're trying to get together. Oh, a crew. don't, don't, don't even degrade Mass Effect. <laughs> this is more like Saints Row. 
This is like early Saints Row. Yeah, like not even Saints Row Two. Not even Saints Row Two. The great Saints Row Two. Mm. So yeah, maybe something like Saints Row. You're trying to maybe get your crew together, do something, and then um, hey, thank you for the uh, follow there, Jump Scare Guy Twenty Two. Thank you so much, man. Um, uh, so yeah, you know, much like yeah, he's trying to gather crew because very, very much he's trying to you know they're trying to build up people that are going to help him in the future to take on all these bigger threats that you know eventually is going to come. And it's not that exciting because you you know these threats are kind of going to come eventually yeah. of all the people that he's kind of maybe rubbing the wrong way as he's trying to do this thing um, and trying to the, the learning process goes. Um, and as uh, Javon Good, he's mentioned, um, never let Robert Rodriguez direct a chase scene. That chase was so slow. That chase was terrible. Uh, oh, yeah. It was god awful. Uh, that when they when they ride these because there's a scene where they go and try to meet with the mayor and then the mayor's assistant again, it feels like a lot of this episode it it's just it's, it feels like we're on repeat because it's a lot of the same beats of okay he goes to talk to the mayor again, then he goes to you know he gets you know he sits on his throne and then has other people come and talk to him and it's like okay what's the issue today, and then people talk to him about the issue and then he tries to fix the issue that people talk to him about when he's sitting on the throne it's like. It just feels like such a repeat of what we've already seen. It, uh, yeah, go ahead. Oh no, I'm 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 good. I've been talking a lot about the show. Go ahead, man. Ahead. Uh, this okay. So when I was watching this episode, it made me realize why I haven't really gotten into this. And I think it's I think what a lot of people have brought up before is this doesn't feel like Boba Fett, and I think I understand now why. This feels like a show that was written for a completely different character, a completely new character, but. That character did not have enough clout to take over in that absence. So they got Boba Fett to take over because they knew that character wouldn't have enough to get this show off the ground. Because a lot of moves that Boba Fett makes in this, they've had to do a lot of retconning to do. So he doesn't do what Boba Fett does. The whole situation with those those kids. The, those I call them kids because mm. they're basically teenagers. Um, they don't look poor. They wear really fashionable new clothes, and he just shows up, and he goes, Hey, you owe him money, pay it. No, we don't feel like it. Old Boba Fett would have shot one of them. Just instantly. All right, shot one of them. Let's try that again. You owe them money. Now you have one less person. I suggest you pay it. I'm the Dymo. You hand that over now. You handle it. If otherwise, I'm going to take you, capture you all, and I'm going to put you in the mines to pay it off. Mm. And you're like... He wouldn't have, he took no crap and he would have done some stuff like that. Or he would have let them handle it however they want to handle it. And say his bygones be bygones. But it feels like this character, it's almost like his uh, his uh, his partner, um, played by uh, the actress who played, who voiced Mulan. Uh, and, Ming-Na uh, Wing. Ming-Na Wing. Also, uh, also Melinda May and Shield, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. One of the best characters on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yep. Uh, Honestly, I almost would have been all right. Fine, this is your show. You seem to have a better beat on what's going on here. I, why don't you take it over? Because this doesn't <laughs> Boba Fett doesn't feel Boba Fett, and she might as well just take it over because she has the better analysis of things. He's like, I have to send a message. No, nah, they'll just come to you. What happens? Oh, they come to you. <laughs> like everything she's everything she says is like to counter him. When he makes a suggestion, it feels like the Worf problem from Star Trek. And I'm not even a big Star Trek fan, but I know. I know people who are. And how do you show a character is big and strong? Well, we'll have him beat up Worf. 
And that's so you know, Worf is a, is a powerful Klingon, so that means you gotta take him seriously. But then Worf gets beaten up, like, every three, every once, every three episodes. Mm. So, really, by unfortunate happenstance, because you do it so often, that also makes Worf seem like a weak character, because he gets beaten up so often. Mm. This feels like that. It feels like a character that was meant to be something else, and then the Mandalorian was successful, and they're like, oh, well, we really don't have a big idea for Boba Fett, so we're just going to shoehorn Boba Fett into this character and kind of meld them into two. Mm. And we'll throw in some characters, from legacy characters from the EU and make people kind of sort of happy with that. Yeah. And a, le- a legacy character they kind of bring in from kind of the EU is the Wookiee yeah. character. Uh, what's this, the Wookiee's name again? Uh, blank it on the Wookiee. S- something. Mm. Something, something. Uh, I've got the uh, Wookiee's character. Chris, I know it's like Crescent, Crescent, K R S S something. Oh uh, yeah, it's a Crescent. yeah. Uh, Crescenton is the Wookiee's name. Um, and I was excited when I saw that, not because I know the character from the EU, but I'm right. like, oh man, I'm like, oh, I bet you there's gonna be a good fight scene later on that's gonna oh. happen in the series yeah. between him and 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 Boba Fett, and then he nope. comes the very next episode. In this episode, yep. he he's coming into Boba Fett's place. First of all, I don't even know how he snuck in there. It's a giant. Yeah. It's a huge Wookiee that's the size of you know bigger. It's the size of a mm-hmm. fucking gorilla. And then I'm right. like, how this gorilla ass Wookiee is gonna walk in this place, um, and then you know attack him, you know Boba Fett while he's in his bath to tank. Um, strangle him, and the whole thing, he could just kill him right there. He's got him yeah. right there. He, can he just... had four different times where he could have easily just killed him. Also, if you didn't notice, before, when he was before he had the flashback about what happened to the sand people, you noticed that there was a force shield around his tank that was suspiciously not on when the Wookiee was able to open it. Ah. Uh, who, tur- who turned off the force shield? Yeah. That's the, the whole point, was to protect him while he's in that. Mm. Why wouldn't that still be on? Maybe somebody's well, on the, a, I, didn't, I didn't see a console near there. Maybe somebody Turn betrayed him. Maybe somebody's double agent. Maybe come situation. on, they're not clever enough. <laughs> they're not clever enough to bring that up. That's just something they don't want you to think about. Mm, maybe or maybe he shut it off. I don't know. Maybe the Wookiee knew how to shut it off. I don't know. Okay, um, his big paws be like. Ur, ur, ur. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I just it's like he he has a chance to kill him right there, but then he yeah. takes him out of the bath of tank and then throws him. Then he ch- chokes him again. Then he throws him again. I'm like, bro, a Wookiee is incredibly strong. Yeah. Take arms, rip off. Done. Yeah. yeah, it's just like, he, there's so many chances the Wookiee could do to just kill him right here, but he doesn't. So it's like, he, he doesn't have any equipment, no weapons, no anything. But don't worry, the Wookiee will just throw him to the weapons. Don't worry, he'll just do that so he has a chance to fight back. Yeah, he'll be um, stupid. And then there's so many times where he hits him, the you know, Chrysanthemum hits him. It's like again, a Wookiee's very, very strong. And yeah. he gets smacked around. It's like he would have a, a a broken jaw or broken, you know, something, you know, arm, leg, something the yeah, way he get back in that tank. Yeah, I mean it's just the way he's doing them, but no, it's just like he hits him and then he smacks him around. It's nothing too big of a deal. Takes him, you know, even tries to bear hug him. And then you hear, you know, kind of bones breaking, I guess, but nothing, uh, you know, and it's just kind of like, yeah. And then the they, the, the people that he spared and, and helped out, you know, the, the young uh, cyberpunk, cyberpunk 2077 kids, they, they run in oh, yeah. and, and, and help them and everything like that. It's just like, OK. Um, and, and it's just like uh, it, it wasn't that good of a fight scene. I, I don't think it wasn't no. that strong. It wasn't what I was expecting, maybe from this character of this Chrysanthemum who's been portrayed. It's like when he shows up, it's like, oh, shit, this is 
This is badass. Um, this is gonna be a badass uh, character. This, this should have been a dare. This should have been like a daredevil fight to the death scene. Mm. This should have been like a oh I barely come aware and then he fights his way in, beats the crap out of everybody, and now it's just him, Boba Fett, and Boba Fett has to use his means. He has to use all his training and to just barely get this guy into to knock him out and mm. capture him, and then they just put him in the pit. Yeah, like that would have been like a really fun fight really intense fight and he had to use his wits because he doesn't have his armor on and he only has some weapons mm. that would actually make his whole training with the sand people maybe somewhat but he didn't even use any he just used a club no. yeah it's gonna stop a wookie totally <laughs> i would definitely not reach for that uh for that rocket on my jet pack mm. and just aim it at the wookie that he threw me towards thanks you probably don't want to shoot the rocket though in that close of space oh uh, who gives a shit at that point <laughs> Uh, you know what I mean? And my life's in the line at that point. I'm not going to finagle with like a little bracelet thing as I get it on. I'm just going to point the thing and shoot. <laughs> He's three feet in front of me. At that point, the thing's just going to... I'll probably barely make it out. He won't. At least I'll be I'll be put in the tank. Hmm. Yeah. He'll just be in pieces and then, okay, you'll make it just knock back and then just yeah. put, put back in the tank. Uh yeah. Yeah, and then you know when they how they capture him is just he stands in the spot for where they can push the button. He can go in the rancor pit, um, and things like that. And the the whole resolution of that is just they. Oh yeah. I mean, they just kind of just let him go. I mean, like okay. I mean, and he's like, hey man, hey man, I know what it's like to work for crappy people. And I love even even Chris Anthony looks at him as the way that I was looking at him, like the what the f? Yeah. Like you're just gonna let me go? <laughs> mm. Yeah. Like, even he was in disbelief. But it's just building up to him coming back and maybe him being a part of the team squad. Oh, God. And, and he's going to fight oh, with Boba Fett or something. So oh, sad. my God. Please don't. Yeah. That's so stupid. Um. Yeah. Um. Something I like, though. I did like the Rancor stuff. Like, Danny Trejo is the Rancor. That's, that's the, oh, yeah. Uncle Danny showing up. I was like, oh, man. Is that Uncle Danny? And it was. Yeah, everything so I, about the Rancor stuff was fine. Yeah, I thought that it it does kind of it adds more stuff. Like, just what they did with the Tuscan Raiders, it adds more mythology to you know these different characters in Star Wars. Something that obviously when George Lucas was making this all the way back in 1977, it's like you know just like with Boba Fett, it's just like you know I made Boba Fett because he was cool. I mean, you know what I mean? It's like, okay, he's this cool bounty hunter character, whatever. Then all of a sudden people took that. They loved the character. Then they, you know, then tons of people added more onto it and, you know, more characterization, more, you know, background, everything like this. And they did tons of stuff with the character. Um, so with this, you know, with, with the Rancor stuff, it's like, no, this, you know, this is actually a very emotionally intelligent creature and, you know what I mean? And you got to treat him right and, and, and he'll, you know, he'll, uh, you know, kind of like a dog and he'll kind of, you know, uh, you know, uh, you know, kind of base his personality and off of you and everything like that. And, um, so I thought that was pretty nice. I thought that was kind of cool Ringo stuff. And if it's building up towards him potentially, you know, fucking up shit with a Rancor and him riding it. Okay, I'd be up for that. That'd be that yeah, sounds kind of all for it. That sounds kind of something, badass. anything. Mm, yeah, uh, Javon Good said that uh, he the Wookiee was cracking his back uh, like Spider Man in No Way Home. Um, it was very Kingpin, uh, Kingpin esque. I would say more. Yeah. It was very like when Kingpin takes. If you ever seen like Kingpin take Spider Man and just squeeze him or something like mm. that, um, it was very felt very much like that. Yeah. Um, hmm. Yeah. 
I just, man, I, I just don't know what you're doing with this series. I, 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 I just don't know what you're doing, man. I, I where is it going? Um, I'm just kind of confused on that on that element. And I think you know, hearing about the concept of the show, the whole crime lord stuff, Boba Fett, I thought was cool. I was like, okay, all right, I'm I'm prepared for this. And then Ming Nan Wen, I'm always excited to see more Ming Nan Wen um you know in anything and um again she's i think one of the best things in there in here um even more so than boba fett because like you said she really seems like she she knows what to do here you know what i mean and she does like all about this crime life and it's like okay listen you need to be kind of ruthless and you need to dominate kind of with an iron fist here in order for to kind of get the respect and maybe it's going to be a situation where maybe he's going to see maybe her side of things more because there was after the attack he experienced from Chrysanthemum, he was like, okay, I need to strike back. I need to fight back. Um, you know, and they need to show people. Um, but, you know, the whole stuff, it's like, I just don't see really, a, like, what's stopping these major forces from just taking them out. You know what I mean? He leaves all the time. Like, they all yeah. go together to go and yeah. do stuff. They, they don't, yeah. I'm like, you don't leave. One anybody. ambush and the whole empire's over. Yeah. One yeah. ambush. Yeah, it's just it's like you know, it's like it seems like you could just you could handle this situation pretty yeah. pretty if you're that yeah, bothered like, by it. Again, I would actually be totally cool with a show that showed the anarchy that happened after Hut's absence. Mm. Like, I would love to have seen a show and a brand new character, and then uh, I would have loved to have seen all that happens and then all that abs- all the absence and they had to go through all these different like wars and this new character we're following that character's journey. And they spent time, and so you learn get to tattooing from this character, and all this cool thing, and then she, like, uh, other characters join in on them, and they slowly build like, a crew to turn tattooing into a better place, and then you can have a cool little stinger at the very end of that series, where it's like, oh man, and then all of a sudden, a hand punches out of the ground, and a, sh- a shuttle comes near it, and pulls out the hand, and it's Boba Fett being pulled out by one of his bounty hunter buddies. And you're like, oh man, he might show up in season two, that might be some cool stuff. Mm. as they're trying to think of a build that would have been cool but mm. this you're like yeah like where you have like a mass hysteria you could in a vacuum a power vacuum going on that's more interesting they took up all these different characters i'm like oh i recognize that name for this thing i don't i don't know that but i would sure like to know a little bit more about this and you're just not you're just being told things that you're supposed to know or characters know and mm. come on man show don't tell yeah hmm yeah what's this uh, nothing from throwing in a thermomanic bomb into his base yeah yeah we'll just throw a thermal grenade bam all right attack dead mm-hmm. exactly yeah i mean what well, yeah what is again yeah what what's what's stopping any of these people from just shield over his base hmm did the Iron Wall, does it, like, create a shield in which that would be a, a fairly impenetrable, and that's why I took the location of the Hut's location, is because they got in when it was down, because of what Luke and Leia and the team did. Hmm. That would be kind of interesting, because it's like, oh man, it stopped the Raiders, and we're going to pick this as our stronghold. But that has its own set of problems, because, you know, there's uh, the Huts. they want what's theirs, but then there's other Huts that are like, Nah, we just want to go back to our planet. We we, we had way better there. This is just a stupid rock, hmm. and that creates tension within the huts, because they they you know again that would have actually become almost like a tiny Game of Thrones, but on, only on Tatooine. Mm. That'd be at least kind of interesting. 
like if you I'm, saw all yeah. the different perspectives from all these other different exactly. people and then got like them talking about like oh how are we gonna do it? like something like some, some Sopranos type stuff you know yeah what I mean? exactly Sopranos you know? but in the desert it's mixed with like a spaghetti western feel yeah because it's kind of outlawish mm. yeah and then people pick sides and then it's like okay this territory and then it's like how are they gonna battle and then yeah mm. yeah uh, uh, but yeah, um, I, I'm going to keep up with it, still review the episodes, um, four more episodes left, um, yeah, uh, but yeah, it's, it's not so strong for me right now, um, not feeling that, that good about it, uh, what about you, man? I'm, I'm right there with you, uh, as I said before, I would have waited till the entire thing was done before I commented, but I'll do episode by episode, but I, at this rate... I think even when it's finished, I'm still gonna. It's still not gonna add up to anything substantial. Hmm. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah, we're gonna give a uh, keep up with the episodes and then give our final thoughts on it yeah. um, when the series wraps, of course. 